Welcome to Scalzo and Brust across ESPN Wisconsin. We are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Hanging out here at the 3rd Street Market Hall once again, where our studios will be in, knock on wood, it's over a month. I can't wait. Um, and it's not a coincidence that it is a Friday, and last Friday was a Friday, our first Friday here at these offices, and we went right to the bar after and had some Bud Lights. And uh, I don't know what's in your future, but I know what's in mine. This is all a big ploy, as we know, Josh, for Ben Bross to be closer to home following the end of a day on a Friday. Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, that's part of it. But excited to be here. You, the Scalzo and Bruss family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. And here at our new studios last night, I know I got a few text messages. I got a number of tweets about this. People are very interested in how our draft went last night. Um Ben Brust right now needs to get a little bit more confident. I don't like his overall demeanor about our team, but I think we performed wonderfully last night in the draft. There was if you had to grade us, what would you grade us? In the draft? Yes. I grade us in A- minus in the draft last night. I have us a B+. Plus. Okay. Um, auction drafts are real. They are. No doubt. They're varied because you don't know what you're walking into. Josh DiMaggio would have been disgusted last night in our league's propensity to spend money on defenses, kickers, (laughs) and the amount of money spent on quarterbacks was wild last night. So those were some unexpected challenges where I am used to leagues that invest heavily in running backs, that invest heavily in top-end wide receivers. And this league isn't going to keep more than two keepers moving forward, and yet I feel like the majority of the league approach things where they are taking chances in terms of who could be the next Cooper Cup, who could be... They're taking shots, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, (laughs) Scalzo and Bross do what we do best. Fire away early. (laughs) And we fired away early. And we fired away hard. But when you look up and down at our team, it's top-heavy. But we're in good shape as far as winning for this year. We're not planning for the future. We're not going to invest heavily. I'm not paying $10 for Trevor Lawrence thinking he could be my quarterback in two years in this league when we're talking about two keepers moving forward. We have Trey Lance as our starting quarterback, somebody who can win now this year and win for us in the future. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Aaron Jones. I know. A murderous it's, row it's a nasty running back. Running Three back top through. ten running backs in a PPR league where Aaron Jones, if we think he can catch you know, 50, 60 passes as a running back. Oh, it'll be more. He was Aaron Rodgers is going to target them more. He already said that. And Aaron Jones is going to go over 60 receptions. Then our wide receivers are Michael Pittman, who's the number one guy, Keenan Allen, who's the number one guy, who's going to be uh, uh, productive from a PPR standpoint. Uh, Our wide receivers are good. The other wide receivers we have 
are, are long shots, but they're, they're boomer bust guys. It's Kadarius Tony. It's Sky Moore in Kansas City. It's Rondell Moore in Arizona. I know Josh, he's going to make a crack about my height. That's okay. But Rondell <laughs> Moore, from a PPR standpoint, throw screen passes to him, baby. Let's see if he can make some big plays. Uh, Look, tight end kicker in, in, in defense special teams. Kicker is, doesn't matter. The idea that you think you know which kicker is going to be great doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think there's been any defense that has went back-to-back as a top-five defense from year to year. Uh, Since I like, the Ravens in I the like 2000s. Tennessee. Tennessee's been a top-ten defense three out of the last four years. They've returned the heart of that defense. And we got Tennessee and we got Minnesota. And we're just going to play based on who the opponent is every week. So you have to understand when you when you go through that roster, and I do believe that we did a, a, a pretty good job. Like, we did a good job. But you, when you talk about things can convince me of just about anything. And so I'm trying to battle the inner Ben of like, maybe everything Greg says isn't right, but I also am kind of on the same team here of like, we spent where we needed to spend. We're not going to be, you know, calling into fantasy football shows on Saturday night and Sunday morning, begging the experts, so to speak, to tell us who to choose the between. The only decisions we're going to have is we have our tight end is David Njoku and Albert O, the tight end for Denver. Those are really going to be the only decisions we have to make until there's an injury. Um, and so, you know, in long-term quarterback, our third quarterback is Desmond Ritter. You know, that guy could could develop into a player in the NFL, had a nice preseason. I feel very good about the draft. In general, it was a very intense draft. What I've learned is auction drafts and fantasy. Um, not nearly as... Uh, Fun. Yeah, well, because in an auction draft... You're focused on every single pick, and you're competing against everybody else for every single pick versus a, uh, a draft, a, a normal snake draft. You've got 10 picks or 20 picks in between when you're going to be picking, and you're kind of— And you know that the guy you want— if he's he's if he's ten picks ahead of where you, you are going to go, you're like, all right, and I'll yeah. put this guy in the queue. Uh, it did not help that last night here at our offices where we hosted the fantasy draft, um, the the lights went out about halfway through. Well, let's start first because Nolan. Murphy, oh my gosh! Who, who is a uh, a a cousin sub on on the T on ninety four five ESPN Milwaukee? Occasionally, you hear him across ESPN Wisconsin on Sunday Karma as well. Is doing the draft, and his partners were down in Southern Florida, so he starts in the room with everybody else with an AirPod in, talking to his people <laughs> and just doing a play by play of the draft. Like, all right, now we've got um, Aaron Jones is up. I think that he might be going for a little too much. So you know, and he's doing play by play for other people. I was going to murder him. We kicked him out. You were very upset. I was because there was actually, a, and then after he was done drafting, he came back by and he wouldn't shut up. And I needed Greg Scalzo's opinion on a tight end because that was the position of need at the time when he wouldn't shut his mouth. Uh, yeah, so he wouldn't shut up. And what are the chances that the lights go out? Like we draft, we were we were eight grown men drafting fantasy football in the dark with the only light source as our computer laptops, and 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 really just me and one other person. Uh, kind of, kind of sparking a lot of the conversation. Well, when I spoke, really you were chirping. getting mad at me. <laughs> well, okay, it's <laughs> a perfect example, Josh DiMaggio. 
We would we we spent early, so we want everybody to bleed money out. And Ben is sitting there telling people like why they shouldn't be bidding on folks. <laughs> All of a sudden, like you know, um, uh, somebody pops up, and Ben's like, "Didn't they have a foot injury yesterday?" Oh, Kamara. Kamara, he's like, oh, isn't he? Like, there's all this stuff that Benny was saying that was just not conducive to. I thought I was helping strategy. Um, you were very much not helping in that respect. I would say. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't. Um, I was also a nervous drinker. Uh, the Bud Lights were flowing for me. You, you didn't touch. Like, you had like one or two, and we were here for four hours. It felt like. You, the whole the whole process made me nervous, and you not drinking with me also, I think, kind of made me nervous. So I'm blaming you for Ben. You're blaming me for just about everything. Yes, I am. Um, so I will take all the credit when we win the championship of this league. You can't because the draft went better than it did last year, and I was involved this year. Well, I, I don't know how. I, we'll see how how much better it went than last year. We do have a reputation now in the league as the, as the early the spenders. spenders, the big spenders, the early spenders, but. <laughs> Again, I, I like our team a lot. I don't see a lot of holes there, and I do think we're prepared if there's an injury um, to be able to replace it at just about every position. So uh, I like where we're at. Thank you to the Scalzo and Russ family for all the guidance that you all provided. Uh, good time last night. We'll keep everybody updated on the Scalzo and Russ fantasy team here in our big money league. Ultimately, we just want to destroy the Sunday Karma host, CEO of Good Karma Brands, Craig Karmazin. We gotta take him up on that bet he offered. Six to one that he wouldn't repeat as champion. What do you what do you, we gotta get on that? That's a one out of ten chance. And you saw his squad. His squad stinks. Uh, it does. I just uh, once the money gets big on that, it gets me a little bit nervous. In that, terms that he might like pull yeah, some there's, strings. There's a little collusion that I worry about. Anytime you're talking about fantasy football in terms of side cheese, you always got to be uh, extra extra careful. Apple Man in the Orchard chimes at 800-990-3776. The Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank get old says I like you guys taking a chance on Sky Moore. That's Apple Man still picking. Apple. Dude, I talked to Apple Man earlier today. He was picking apples. The guy's grinding on a Friday. Let's get that guy a beer. Let's get him a beer and let's get him back up to Road America. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. I'm an engine because I love Road America. My favorite part about Road America isn't just the fact that it's my favorite race course in North America. The 4.1 mile road course has something for everybody, whether it be the off track experience, whether it be the on track racing. You have one more opportunity to check it out. The Aaron's Art of Wheels Vintage Weekend wraps up the 2022 race season September 16th through the 18th. Get your tickets today at RoadAmerica.com. Again, the sights, the sounds, the smell of the best road course and the best racetrack across the world is right here in our backyard in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. RoadAmerica.com. Get your tickets today. Uh, 800-990-3776. We will get into the Packers. A uh, lot of Packers conversation today. Aaron Rodgers back with Pat McAfee for the season uh, on a uh, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. So he appeared earlier today, and Pat McAfee will hear what he had to say about that wide receiver room. Plus, uh, off of a Rob Domovsky article, are you more excited to see the offense or the defense as we get ready uh, for week one of the NFL? Oh. And the Badgers kick off their season tomorrow. We'll talk about it all with Homer of Homer and Tony next. It's Galso and Brust across ESPN Wisconsin, presented as always by the world's greatest beer, but light.
You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Rust. Well, sometimes it's a, it's a doozy to figure out what time it is because Wait, I'm looking down. Was this? And was plus, this? when the long when the long hand and the short hand cross, like like, like it can get, it's a little confusing. Was this just you a long way of you trying to tell us you don't use your watch because you have a hard time reading it? <laughs> Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Wisconsin on a Friday. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us on the old National Bank Talk and text on 800-990-3776. But right now, we're excited to welcome him. Our friend, our teammate, as we do every Friday, you hear him from 2 to 4 on 94.5 ESP Milwaukee and Homer and Tony. He is Steve the Homer True. What's going on, Homer? I would guess all your listeners are just elated. You guys have both been on all week, right? <laughs> that is the first There's time one. probably since yeah. a long time. Very long time. I, I, everybody's happy. Uh, I believe you, you were out Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday. You, you pull the scales yeah. on brust. Oh, you like I take two when you guys pull a greenie. So uh, <laughs> I do want to let you know. I believe I need somebody to do the report because they said of the last seventy-one days he had been on his radio show seven. I think we're up to seventy-five or seventy-six, and still at seven. So the reality is that you guys are doing a hell of a job showing up as much as you do now that Greeny has set a new standard. So I'll, I'll just lay off the, the Scalzman Brust never actually. So you'd consider us super hard workers based off the precedent oh God, that yes. Greeny has set. I, I think that's got to be a record. And, I mean, he has other jobs. He does the the get-up show on TV. So I, I don't know what his number on that. But 7 of 76, that's – and not being sick or anything, that's – that's got to be a record. It's a bad batting average and uh, a bad showing up for work record. I would not have my job. I don't know job. what it is. I just I just didn't know what it could it could exist. But so I apologize to. Uh, oh, this is a cool yard sale. Uh, I, you know, I I I love yard sales, but I I discriminate. I I I just go to the richest sub richest suburb and go there, and I'm probably missing out on some other good stuff. Wait, Sorry, wait. More than why? Why don't? Why don't you go to other neighborhoods? Ah, the... I just. I think like I'm in Tosa. People in Tosa try to make money on garage sales. Like they charge. They a guy had a toaster once for more than I could have bought it at Aldi's. I mean, <laughs> like you you go to the richest areas. They're not trying to make money. They're just trying to get rid of stuff. <laughs> that's a huge difference. Uh, that's, okay. that's a smart play. What's the best yard sale purchase you've ever made? Oh, I got people to pay me to take something. They had a huge slide. It was like an acrylic slide. It was it was really nice, and they said, free. And I said, nah, you're going to have to give me 10 bucks to take it. Because it was just huge, and they gave me 10 bucks. Yeah. 
still proud. It's been it's been thirty years, and uh, and when I gave it away, I didn't pay. <laughs> I mean, had to take it for free. So net positive ten dollars. Can you can you find anybody else you know that got paid to take something? That's what can happen. Go ahead. 800-990-3776. Have you ever been paid to take something from a yard sale? Yeah. Uh, I've given away stuff, uh, Homer, where at oh, some yeah. point I've tried to sell it, like on Craigslist, and yep. somebody will just come to my house and take it away, even though I yeah. know that if I worked harder, I could sell it for money. I just allow it to happen. So let Homer know when you're having a yard sale, because it seems like he wants to come to your house. Well, like the, we had the Stairmaster that the previous owners of our house left behind, and if you look, like a like one of these stairmasters, if it's fixed up and works right, it sells for a lot of money because they don't make them anymore. Yeah. But I wasn't going to spend the time to figure out how to fix it, and I'm sure it could have been a quick fix or whatever. So then I just had somebody come over, and I'm like, whoever would take it for free? I, I didn't want to pay one eight hundred got junk to get rid of it, but I need to get rid of it. But yeah, you nailed it. You got it all. That's that's the key. I guess who am I to sit here and act like I would have figured out how to fix the stairmaster? And Ben, you you have trouble. I'm not. I'm, you know what? I'm going to be nice to you today. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. Homer, um, Badger expectations. We we've been talking a little bit of Badgers, but the, I think Greg put it best. <laughs> Here's the situation: They're in contention for the Big Ten West. They play Ohio State. They're likely going to lose. If they get to the Big Ten Championship, they lose to Ohio State and go to a bowl game. That's the season, right? <laughs> well, yeah, other than that they announced today that they're going to 12 teams in the college football playoffs, which means for the first day in your life, you can say the Badgers are going to the college football playoffs. They not, are. Not this year. Not this year, but you, you never knew that. You never thought they were going to go ever. Yeah, now no, I mean... I mean, look. Even when even when it was uh, potentially rumored to eight, like there were there were times that they were the fifth or sixth team in the past five six years that you could have said, all right, well they would have made it an expansion of eight, expansion of twelve. You're dead on. Like the Badgers are going to make a college football playoff, and if they do, that will help not only from the standpoint of the Big Ten expanding. But, like, you've been able to be a good program, and, and here's where I'm, I'm battling myself in my head, because the Badger basketball program went to back-to-back Final Fours, and they've, yeah. had, they've had a good, you know, sustained success. They've won two Big Ten titles in the last three years, 2020, yeah, 2022. Just, just, no, just but, tell those don't but, count, but go ahead. But I'm just saying, forget that. What do you mean those don't count? Why? They don't well, count. They won eight Conference straight games. Conference titles stop started stop meaning something, I don't know, 20 years ago. Nobody can remember who won the conference title. I mean, it's something to the kids because you win games and stuff. But, but who are you kidding? Look, you'll I agree. Sweet, it's all about the NCAA tournament. 16, you'll take a Sweet 16 over conference title every year. I, I, I will 100% agree with that. I, okay. I, I will. But my point is, is if you have on your resume as a Badger football program where you can say yeah. in recruiting that you went to the college football playoff, that should, in essence, give them a leg up. But like, part of me has this weird feeling of like, will it change anything for Badger recruiting? Well, I don't know. Now, I mean, more teams are going to be able to do it because more teams are going to be in. But I mean, I think it just it makes for a special season. I mean, you have more teams. That means more teams are going to get crushed in the playoff games. <laughs> but they're going to still have been in it, and it, it's special. I don't. You know, it's, it's you're really making it seem special, as you basically just said. They're in it to get whipped. Well, now, I mean, but do you have more teams there that that 
you know, I mean, everybody knows college football. But still, it's still special to go and get whipped. And maybe there's that one year where you do something or you get you win a couple games. It's, it's what people want to see, and I'm glad they finally did it. And I hope they do it soon. They're talking about the next couple of years. You're, the Badgers are going to be in the college football playoffs. There's no way you could believe that before today. Yeah, but, sure. it, it, I mean, that's because you couldn't believe it in terms of the Final Four team. Like, they are a second-tier college football program. And, and again, I'm a Badger. I love them. The gap between that top tier, those elite five teams maybe, and maybe those, that grows to seven or eight with USC and Texas being able to, you know, pay their way back A&M. into the game. Um, I don't trust A&M. I'm just saying they're, they're, bu- they're buying their way back I in. Know, but I don't trust them. You see Texas doing what they're doing with Arch Manning. You see USC doing what they're doing with Lincoln Riley and, uh, you know, and Caleb Williams. I see some of these teams. Even Miami is somebody that's interesting. Texas A&M is the ultimate, like, we're going to pay a bunch of money and it's just not But we're also Texas A&M at the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, I I, I could see it happen. Now, this season, Homer, what gets you excited for Badger season this year? Uh, Well, uh, the the defense. I just wonder how good a defense can be with Leonard. We we know I had Tom Oates on. He's talking about Grimm. And he said, there's hope. Like, dude, when you say there's hope, that means you got nothing else to say. Uh, uh, I, I couldn't agree I just, more. I'm just, I, I don't get it. Paul Chris is great with quarterbacks. He's made average quarterbacks good. I don't know what the fascination is with this guy. He's just not special. I, I don't, and, I don't think there's a fascination anymore, Homer. Like, I, I think, I think you said it. Everyone don't have somebody better. And, no. Uh, not at not at this point. I think they will potentially next year. I mean, Deacon Hill was a four star, which was also a really uh, good quarterback recruit for the Wisconsin Badgers. But he, here's the thing: Tom Oates says hope. Uh, y- y- I've talked to some people close to the program, and like it's always it's always yeah, you know, like he, he's getting better. But it, like I want to hear like oh yeah. He, it's it's clicking. Like he he's the guy that was the number one quarterback recruit that Wisconsin's ever had. I have yet to hear that, which means my expectations will not be high, and I'm not going to be disappointed because I'm going to keep them low because the, no one's giving me like the oh yeah, it clicked. He has set a record, set a record for the largest drop in expectations ever, and he's a college kid. You're like root for points. It's not like. It's just from expectations to where the expectations are now. Maybe it's, there's, I mean, it's a drop the size of the Grand Canyon. I know. It's like the drop of the Marquette program since their last tournament win in 2013. It's been eight years since they've won a tournament game. I throw that in. Throw whatever you want in. <laughs> you, you knew I was going to find a way to work it in. Find a way, yes. Um, but And, and you no, know, everybody... You can never hope for – I just can't figure it out in terms of – I mean, you, you have kids like that who clearly was great in high school, um, and there haven't been quarterbacks that touted to come to Wisconsin. And it, it just doesn't seem possible that you cannot be closer to what people thought you could be, Right. I mean, yes, my hope is that he's 2017 Alex Hornibrook or 2019 Jack Cohn or, you know, Stave yeah. at his best. Like, that's right. that's the expectation now for a guy that I once thought was going to be a Heisman Trophy winner and the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> that's a sad yeah. fall from grace right there. Yes, and, and, and you – I mean, we have no experience in this happening. So you have to say, like, how does this happen? What – 
what was wrong? My scouting bureau wants to reassess. You know, do do is there a high school quarterback this highly touted every year that ends up being like this? Maybe. Well, well, I don't what's, know. What's interesting is the other guy in his class that was uh, rated even higher than him um, was Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback, who was replaced by Caleb Williams and is now transferred to South Carolina. So he's on his second school. Quinn Ewers is down in in uh, in um, uh, Texas right now, and, and he was a, he was a high recruit. So like this does happen. But you're right, Homer. It Wisconsin. The the thought is you bring in a two or three guy, three star guy. You could turn him into an NFL player. If you bring a yes. five star guy, <laughs> then what could they be? And it didn't work out well, that way. It's weird because like 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 Homer said earlier, Russell Wilson was incredible. Yeah, but again, Russell Wilson walked in as a professional quarterback. He was a he 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 was in in, in Major League Baseball uh, draft pick. He played in the minors. Like he is somebody who came in and he's different. And it's, it's not very fair. clear. It's part of why he's that successful. That's different than a seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old Graham Mertz, especially in NIL world, who clearly walked in and thought he was going to do what he did in high school, and it didn't happen that so, way. So we're talking with Homer here on Scalzo and Brust, Homer. Uh, I want to switch gears here quickly because I, I know we're getting close on time. From the early parts of Packers uh, mini camps, even even I'd say spring, all you cared about, you'd be like, first thing you want to ask Jason every time he's on is, what about the wide receivers? And Aaron Rodgers is talking glowingly about the wide receivers um, on Pat McAfee shows today, but like they really didn't do much, like. I don't know. Are, are, are they just complacent, or do you think like there's a move that's going to be made in the middle of the season? Like, where do you stand with the wide receivers? No, I don't think there'll be a move. I, I just think there's been a committed effort to be positive about everything. I don't. I mean, I've always believed. Right. I, I just think they, they did it with Jordan Love. They just. They're just. High, they're just being positive about everything. Um, do you, buy, you don't. So you don't sound like you buy it. You think it's just no, like lovey dovey. I'm not buying it. I think. I think they're. You know. They're. Rodgers will figure out a way. I think he'll, but I don't know, uh, you know, will it be wide receivers? Will it be tight ends? Will he throw to the running backs more? Uh, but I it just, I just, I just feel like they've decided there's no point to be a negative. So let's just be positive. And so I, I haven't, I, I'm not listening to anything anybody says anymore. And I'm just going to, we're just going to watch and, and see what happens when they play. Homer, we're very excited about that. Thank you, as always, for the time, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good holiday weekend. Thank you. You as well. You guys, you know, have a good life. Have a, and if, you, if you're Shirley McLean-like and you believe in more than one life, you guys have a couple good lives. Do you believe life. in more than one life? Uh, I believe in afterlife. Do I think that you come back like she thinks? No, I, I do not. Okay. Do you? Uh, I do not either, Homer. I don't. I wish I could. I'd like a second chance. I would be so much better. I want to go back. I want another shot. Just like I want to go back to high school one more time. Homer, I I couldn't agree more. I feel like I'm a step behind on everything in life. And if I could go back, I would be so much better at life. Yeah, there you go. I've never felt closer to you. I feel like a hug is necessary. Bye. Whoa. 
Homer and Tony, weekdays 2 to 4, 94.5 ESPN, Milwaukee. Scalzo and Brust, uh, always appreciative of him jumping on on Friday. Scalzo and Brust, also appreciative of our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, we drank some Bud Lights and some seltzers last night. I oh, like that watermelon Bud Light Seltzer quite a bit. Tangerine went down smooth. Yes, well, everything went down smooth. Everything was, yeah, I wasn't thinking, I was drinking. Uh, and Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer wants you to win the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend. What does that mean? Well, that means you and a guest can enjoy Friday night baseball in Milwaukee, a football Saturday in Madison, and a Sunday night with the green and gold. How do you win it? Scan the QR code to enter to win this amazing sports fan experience. The experience itself includes transportation, lodging, tailgating, and Ticket King gift cards. Where do you find the QR code? I'll tell you, if you're in Milwaukee, visit Coaches, Maxwell's in New Berlin Alehouse. If you're in Madison, go to Wando's, Danny's Pub, Scotty Bar, and Chasers 2.0. Find the QR code, scan it, and enter to win. It's the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend from Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers. We'll keep talking Packers a little over a week away from the start of the NFL season. Badger kick off their season tomorrow. Oh, baby, we got 1-0 next. That's Calso and Bros. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. What was your I favorite thing to do in I third grade? Man? Third I, grade? Oh. So third grade, I got in trouble. No. Um, <laughs> Greg's walking out of the studio. I got this, guys. Don't worry. Scalzo and Brust. I got in trouble because I took scissors and I cut the person I sat next to shirt. What? In order to make up for it, I then took the teacher out for lunch with my mom, sucked up, you know, and I was like really sure. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, she knew I wasn't a bad kid. I just made a mistake, lapse of judgment. It basically just gave me a slap on the wrist and said, don't do that again. And then Kelly O'Kelly and my mom and I went out for lunch in third grade. This is the problem with America today. Your parents, your teacher, nobody's hating. Like, you, you don't think consequences exist for your actions. And then you continue to just leave a path to destruction behind you while everyone else picks up the damn mess. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh DiMaggio on the ones and twos. He's back to Gruber Offices. One call. That's all. Studios of Radio City in Milwaukee. We're hanging out at the Third Street Market Hall here in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, and we've got Colin Russo holding it down at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios in Madison. Excuse me, Alex G. Shout out to our guy, Alex G. And we don't forget about you, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, home of the Golden Beavers. Joshi, let's hit some one or zeros. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh DiMaggio, your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Joshy, take it away. Infamous restaurant Hooters is under fire for sponsoring a U10 youth soccer team in Nottinghamshire, England. One or zero. Hooters should be allowed to sponsor youth sports. One, I don't see, I think this is a a brilliant strategy by Hooters to sponsor youth sports because 
look, it's not about, like, the kids. The kids aren't going to put it all together. It's about the parents. And guess what? After the game, guess where parents and families go? To bars, to, you know, the local establishment, to have some beers and give the kids chicken wings. Well, now they have a place that's top of mind. That's good brand marketing by Hooters, reaching the target audience of the parents, a.k.a. the fathers, I guess, or the mothers. I loved Hooters growing up. Like, I, I mean... I'm a one here as well. Like when I was growing up in the Boston area, uh, there was a Hooters right near the Fleet Center where the ba- where the where the uh, Celtics would play and the Bruins. And so the parking garage where we would park at growing up, uh, the Hooters happened to be right on the way to the stadium. So that was like the game day meal for me and the in the family and the old man when we would go to games. Um, it was Hooters. It got good chicken. I don't understand why we're targeting Hooters as far as. Uh, uh, it's a restaurant that serves food. Good chicken? Like, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's discriminating. What am I missing here, Joshy? I can't figure it out, Greg. I've been trying to do the same thing. I have many fond memories at Hooters. The College Football Playoff Board want, of Managers. You want to take us a little deeper into those memories? Uh, yeah, I actually watched the Badgers upset Ohio State and Camp Randall from... Ooh, 2010? From, yes. Yes, that was a legendary game. We had a great time. The college football playoff board managers could adopt, uh, did adopt a 12-team playoff for the final two years of their current playoff contract for the 2024 and 2025 seasons. Winner zero. The Badgers would have played in multiple playoffs if it would have been 12 teams from the start. Uh, yes. One. Absolutely. Like it's like they give out rankings. Well, well what year are we talking about it to? When the playoffs started, which I know, but I'm, I, I I need help remembering what year that was. 2017 for sure. When they lost to Ohio State, okay, they yes. would they would have been part no, of 12 I, teams. I know. I don't think you understand what I'm asking. Okay, you. I'll when, slow down. No, it's just what year was it? it started it, in we, 2014. Thank you. Um, because that, for like to my point, wouldn't include that those three Rose Bowls that they had during the Bielema era, um, or really, you know, into the um, yeah, in, the, in that Bielema Barry Alvarez era, uh, that that 2017 team would definitely be one. I'm not sure about 16. They ended up in the Cotton Bowl. Um, 19, they might have been. They went to the Rose Bowl. They ended up 10 and four. That was the Oregon. Uh Oregon loss in the Rose Bowl. I think that team would have probably made it in. They did everything in their power to lose that game. They had three turnovers in their own side of the zone and still almost won. They did. That was the the, the later Oregon loss in the Rose Bowl. They had yes, one back not, not the Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I I would say yes. I think that 2017 season they get it handily. Uh, I think either between 2019 or 2016 or maybe even that 2014 year they would they would have found their way in as well. Uh, 2014 was my senior year of college. I think they stunk. No, they won the West that year. I remember that was Gary Anderson. He left. Barry Alvarez came back to coach another um, bowl game. I believe that's when they they lost to L. Uh, it was a, it was South Carolina or an SEC school. I thought it was LSU. I know they lost to LSU to start the 2015 season because that was the McAvoy nonsense. Yeah, I, th- I thought that 2014 Badger team. Was 2016 was at Lambeau Field against LSU. I digress. Uh, keep do it you, rolling, Josh. Do you guys think this is just a question? This isn't one or zero. Do you guys think like the winner of the Big Ten West, the big winner of the Big Ten East, and same for like the SEC? Because the contract, the the Auburn. conferences, 
the conferences are all like you know getting bigger and expanding are they going to be automatic bids just to win your division in your conference i i've always proposed if it was an eight team that you have the power five schools those are automatic bids and then you have one for like the cincinnati of the year whoever's that smaller school 12 teams you just pick the best 12 teams that's what i'm saying i was a proponent of that for the eight team 12 team no like you don't get an auto bid for winning the west like if if there's three better teams in the in the sec over a big 10 west team then so be it uh, by the way, that 2014 Badgers team was the team that ended up losing to LSU to start the season. Uh, they ended up beating Auburn in the Outback Bowl, lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. I think they might have gotten in. I think they might have snuck in, but they lost 59 to nothing that year to LSU. Or to, to Ohio <laughs> State in, in the Big Ten Championship game? Yes. That was ugly. And that was the year they lost to LSU, not at Lambeau, but in Houston. And then frickin' in 15, they lost to Penn State in the Big Ten Championship game, the Trace McSorley game. Remember Oof. that? Oof. That was a tough was that game. 15? That, yes. I that w- seems like yesterday. Ugh. So sad. No, that wouldn't have been 15. I, pr- I promise. I'm, I'm literally looking at yeah. it right now. I trust the. Oh, I was I was in Lithuania. In Your years are all messed up. All messed up. <laughs> yeah. So I think you should stop trying to be the expert on that, Joshua. Let's move on. I know it was 2016. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> an aspiring pro golfer with 36 alleged hole in ones was caught cheating at the Corn Ferry Q School after he claimed one of his shots bounced off turkeys and into the hole. One or zero. No one has ever made 36 hole in ones. Uh, I'm going to say zero. Somebody's probably made 36 hole-in-ones. Uh, somebody who's played a lot, but not at that point in their life. Uh, this story just entirely reminds me of a kid named Chris Panetta that I grew up with in my neighborhood. And we used to play poker when poker was a really popular thing. I feel like Josh, you probably did the same oh, thing. Lots of poker. Yep, yep, lots of poker. Um, and that was sort of like, you know, a cool thing to do when you're in high school there. And we played poker. And I remember that Chris Panetta got, um, like, pocket aces. We're playing Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Um, like 12 times in 15 hands. And we were like, how is this happening? There's no way. We were going crazy. And we were like, you know, 20 bucks each in the pot. We were like, oh, that's insane. It's oh, amazing. And then finally, I was like, stand up. Like, you have to be cheating. Like, kind of kidding. And he stood up. And sure enough, he had another deck of cards underneath them. And he was cheating the whole time. And it was like, duh, of course he was cheating the whole time. That's what this is. Like, of course. He's pretending he had 36 hole-in-ones. Now, all of a sudden, a ball bounces off a turkey and goes into the hole. Like, this guy is Chris Panetta. He is go. He is clearly lying about the situation. Uh, zero. I agree that someone has made 36 hole-in-ones, but it's not Chris Panetta or this guy. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, I did we don't have it. Yeah, I didn't get the guy's Josh, name. Josh, next time I want you to include the name so we can shame this gentleman for trying to cheat. Yeah, if you find the story on this fella here, 36 hole-in-ones will be the way to find it. He was cheating all over the course, just everywhere, dropping balls into cups everywhere. Some might say that's like Ben Bruss shooting an 80 at Lock LaBelle. I wouldn't say that. Heck yeah. But some might say that What that's happened the case. to you not 
trying to start stuff with I'm, me on I'm not. Friday. I'm saying I am Team Ben. I think you shot that 80 honestly. You know, I, I've actually never heard this at all. So you bringing up is news to me that that's a word on the street. There's a lot, there was, there was a lot of skepticism that I'm, I'm fighting against. Uh, Happy to have you on my side. You I, really, it I, really feels authentic. I am Team Ben Brust here. Um, so I, I, that, that's where it comes from. Hey, Betty, why don't you tell us about our friends at Stat here? I will, because you win two to four more times uh, often than if you just play regular daily fantasy and uh it's been fun i got a lot of people talking to me about the stat hero app and letting me know they're screenshotting their plays for the day you got everything you need in one app you got college football you got mlb you got the nfl coming up their fifty thousand dollar survivor contest is the biggest outside of vegas so get to the stat hero app download it and then once you're depositing money use promo code ben and you will receive 100 percent deposit match you have your cash value and your bonus value for you to play pickums head-to-head survivor all to help you make money 65 percent win rate we're seeing it people and you will enjoy the app so again download stat hero promo code ben 100 deposit match and you will be hooked like i am check it out stat hero Aaron Rodgers said during training camp that this defense for the Green Bay Packers is one of the best defenses on paper they've ever had. Well, Darnell Savage told Rob Domofsky that on the field he thinks it looks even better. Are you more excited to see the Packers offense or defense when they open up the season next weekend? 800-990-3776. We'll open up the phone lines for you. The Scalzo and Russ family, 800-990-3776. Next on Scalzo and Russ, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Rust. Do you know what a woolly mammoth is? I do. I saw it in 10,000 BC, the movie. (laughs) Never even heard of that movie. I don't understand how his references are always so obscure. (laughs) Everything in his brain comes from the wrong place. It's always filed in the wrong spot. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Rust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Here on Scalzo and Russ, we're presented by Bud Light, the world's greatest beer. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo and Russ family, 800-990-3776. That's the old National Bank talking tech line. Old National Bank, get old. Jake from Milwaukee chimes in there, says, Never seen Benny golf. Locke LaBelle is pretty short and well-kept. I think he did it. One mulligan per nine, of course. Well... Ben's always got these rules, but I don't think he did for this. I think this was an honest 80. I can see uh, the text line is lit up with other people uh, and their doubts. That's not the case. I'm here to defend Ben Brust right now. (laughs) There were no doubts until you brought up the fact that there are made-up doubts. Oh, there were doubts. When you yelled at at, uh, At Tausch Tausch on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, my phone lit up. Tausch texted me afterwards. He's like, no way Pardzi hit an 80 at Lock LaBelle. Um, those greens are as tough as they get from an undulation standpoint. Uh, and I said, no, 
despite the fact that um, you know those greens are impossibly hard, and I've never seen Ben shoot an eighty before, I believe Ben that he shot an honest eighty for this. Josh, you believe him too, but I'm sure you heard the same doubts. I've been hearing doubts for days now, but I believe in Ben. I believe in the honest and integ- the honesty and integrity of Ben Bros. I literally want to punch both of you in the face. We're right on now. your team. No, you're not. It, we're no, just, you're not. You've never those I, people out there saying that you didn't follow the rules on out of bounds stuff and you didn't fluff or you, you didn't you, you were you were uh, like I said you can't you can't fluff or even be in the rough and shoot eighty at Lock LaBelle. So you're saying you hit every fairway and shooting eighty at uh, Lock LaBelle. Enough. I look. I just texted the. Uh, uh, see, in the defensiveness, uh, I think is yeah. All because I know you guys are being uh, we're, we're Richards. No, you're being Richards. We're telling you know when I knew you were being Richards <laughs> is when Josh goes, you know Ben, the integrity that he has and all that. When all you guys do is call me a liar and a cheater every day, and then when you flip the uh, the script right now, I know you're being you know facetious. Uh, see, but this is one of those yeah. areas um, that uh, I think we're coming to your defense, Ben. And the fact that you're being so defensive while we're defending you. Guys, Scalzo and Russ family, I don't want to hear any more of this doubting, okay? I don't want anybody to call us at 800-990-3776 and call Ben Bruss 80 into question. I do not want you to do that. Oh, um, really? Because I am be of the ashamed. belief that it is an honest 80 that Ben Bruss shot at Lock LaBelle. Q from Heartland gets it, says Greg is, num- is Ben's number one supporter. <laughs> I am the number one Ben Bruss supporter that there is. Ben Bruss and Aaron Rodgers. There's more. Uh, I'm not in your bio. Well, I guess Scalzo and Brust is, so that works. Josh from Heartland chimes in and says, I'm with Joshy and Scalzo. Ben totally hit 80. In fact, can we start calling him 80 Brust? I like that. I, I think we call him 8-0 as opposed to 80. Ooh. Like, yo, 8-0 in the 5-0s. See what I did there? Isn't Lock LaBelle in O-Town? Yeah, I just, it's again, your nicknames sometimes get a little too long. 8-0 is a cool nickname. 8-0 in the 5-0s is a little much. All right. Maybe that's the full name, but we shorten it to 8-0. So, again, I do not want to see or hear anybody commenting or questioning Ben Bruss 80 at Lock LaBelle 800-990-3776. Instead, I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers said in the offseason um, that this team on paper, this defense on paper, uh, is one of the best defenses that the Packers have ever had. Uh, Mina Kimes said it was a top-five defense. Brett Favre on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy earlier this week pushed him further, said it's the number, has a chance to be the best defense in the NFL, but a lot of that occurs on paper. Darnell Savage, the four-tier safety, told Rob Domovsky, you can read the entire article at ESPN.com, um, said on the field, I think it looks even better than on paper. Joe Barry talked about how uh, this team has two really good edge rushers. Benny, do you want to start naming people as I'm saying? Two really good edge rushers. Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. Four really good inside players. Jaron Reed, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, and uh, the new inside guy, Devontae uh, Wyatt. I would go more Devontae Campbell and Quay Walker, I think. Oh, we're, oh, we're going inside, inside line. players. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I think Kenny Clark is in Jaron in, Reed. In terms of inside run stoppers. Three really good corners. Oh, baby. Eric freaking Sticky Hands. Stokes, you got Jair, the Rattlesnake Alexander, and who am I missing? Help me, my brain's not working. Rasul Douglas. Rasul the Magician Douglas. And two two really good safeties. Adrian Smash Amos and Darnell Savage like his name, Jr. This isn't going as smooth as I expected it to go. Um, I think it's going great. I, I, I am excited about this defense. 
800-990-3776. You're more excited to see what this Packers defense looks like this year or the offense this year. 800-990-3776. As excited as I am about the defense, I am so excited about this offense. Wow. I am so fired up about this offense because we've seen what it was for a long time with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That was the offense. A little Aaron Jones here, a little Bubby Tunyon sprinkle for a year on the red zone. Um, you know, maybe some deep threats with MVS. This year, we're going to get to see Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers go to work. We're going to get to see what it looks like with two running backs in the field. We're going to get to see what it looks like with Aaron Rodgers looking for the guy that's open and not just the guy that's always open, which was 1-7, but he's going to have a whole lot of numbers around that team to look at and feel. Uh, I really am excited to see what this offense looks like knowing that the defense is going to bring that excitement. That's how excited I am to watch this offense. It's 800-990-3776. I mean, it's defense for me. It is 100% defense for me. Um, the idea that you could potentially have a top-five defense, which is all Packer fans and Aaron Rodgers been asking for, basically since they uh, won the Super Bowl in 2010, like this is an opportunity that each time that this defense is out there, you know the, like the pain is coming. At every position, they have a playmaker. The biggest question mark for the defense is literally depth. That's it. That's the, that's the biggest question mark that I have. But I love when I'm watching football and I get to watch the elite of the elite play. Now, Aaron Rodgers is the elite of the elite, so I think like that's obviously fun. But having playmakers at every, every level and having a season in which Jair Alexander's healthy, Zedaria Smith didn't play last year, so uh, Rashawn Gary's emergence last year and how he's hopefully going to take a bigger jump this year – I, I'm all about the defense. I can't wait to see them talk trash like they've been talking trash in preseason. Give me defense all day long. What are you more excited about? 800-990-3776, the offense or the defense. We'll be back in two minutes and keep talking with you, the Scalzo and Bruss family. And guys, I said don't question Ben Bruss, 80 at Lock LaBelle. Uh, I see a lot of doubts coming in. Again, we trust him. 800-990-3776. I really don't want anybody to call and call that 80 into question next on Scalzo and Bruss. Back in two minutes.